are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to United 96 here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here, John here, and we are joined by a very, very, very special guest, Mr. Devin McTavish. Devin, how are you doing, my friend? I am, first of all, flat. You said very, very, so I don't know if I should <laughs> warrant two varies, but uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited. It was a very long off season. As you well know, it started very early for DC United. So um, even some pictures of people in training has got me, uh, the juice is flowing a little bit. So I'm pumped for this new campaign coming up. Yeah. I mean, I have to, I, I have to agree with you here. I'm, I'm, of course, I'm currently watching uh, my, my English team, Liverpool, uh, play like Stoke mid, City or something like that. Team. <laughs> exactly. The table team. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm very ready for for something else to to hopefully not disappoint me um, in, uh, in in watching soccer. So I definitely I definitely hear that, John. I, I don't want to I don't want to ignore you. So how, how I was going to say friend? I was yeah. going to say I already feel neglected. <laughs> Just, we had we had some guy, some Johnny come lately, and I don't get asked how my weekend was for the first time in three years. I'm kind of upset about it. Uh, how am I? I'm okay. I'm tired. I've been. I've been working since 5:30 this morning, and I have not looked at the rundown. So this is going to be what we like to call a freestyle show, where Ted right. is going to anchor this boat uh, so that we don't <laughs> drift away too far. How about you, Ted? How was your weekend? It was good. I turned uh, I turned 32. Hey, this... nice. I turned 32. 32. Um, unfortunately, um, I uh, picked up a, a cold, so birthday celebrations were a little bit muted. You can probably hear it in my voice right now. Um, so I'm trying to to exit that, and I signed up to do two other MLS specific podcasts talking DC. So I'm a very very smart person. So my, my voice is gonna is gonna hate me. Ted, hate 22 me. year old. Tw- Go ahead, Devin. Yeah, what are we, what are we doing for 32, man? Like what 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 goes on now for 32 year olds <laughs> to celebrate their birthday? I quiet evenings at a at my the plan the original plan was just to go was just to hop around to a brewery I'm not the type of person that throws you know wild parties even even at 22 I'm like I'm I'm very boring when it comes to that you said so. 22 yeah at heart at so, heart <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I was gonna say uh, an earlier version of Ted that voice would be from having too too good of a party and that's it's not sickness it's <laughs> yeah. just like sort of like rebounding but hey 32 is you know one step to where we are. <laughs> exactly. Well, let's enough about about enough about me. We uh, love talking about Ted getting old <laughs> because I think he doesn't think it's going to happen. So it's the favorite topic of the show. I thought that oh. was, I thought that's what we were just bra- that's what I got <laughs> brought on for was just to talk about your birthday, dude. <laughs> uh, well, let's. Well, in the meantime, we can get into more of that discussion. But why don't we? Why don't we talk a little bit about uh about DC and and you, Devin? And Devin, I, I want to ask real quick. Um. So obviously, uh, I think you were th- uh, the main color commentator. Covering uh, covering DC United uh, for Comcast Sportsnet. Now that's moved to Apple TV. I just want to kind of get. Obviously, I, I know you're maybe a little bit on the on the bias side because you know this essentially replaced your job of covering the team. I'm not unless you want to drop some hint about certain radio broadcasts that might be coming around the corner. <laughs> something we yeah. can switch to on our little Apple TV. If you want to say it, drop it on this show. W- what are your overall thoughts from somebody who's covered this team? about the apple deal uh, are you for it um or are you do you think maybe this was a the wrong decision yeah that's a good question i don't have any breaking news for you either ted so i'm just gonna get oh, that out of the way right now we're I ending apologize. the session we're ending I, the segment yeah, I, I know i apologize i'm just gonna close my laptop now uh so you know i i'm on the fence about it to be honest so you mls is is growing it's growing like crazy the supporters are there it's become a name internationally as well players want to play here Outbound transfers are as high as they've really ever been and can seem to be consistent. And all that's super exciting for someone who's seen the, uh, you know, the first game in MLS, who attended games in 1996 at RFK, like to see the growth of Major League Soccer, of soccer in general in the States. It, it's awesome. So teaming up with Apple, it's gonna, you would just imagine it's going to be even better. I mean, one of the finest brands um, in the world, really. I mean, all of their products, the way they go about storytelling just in their advertisements you can imagine that there's going to be some exciting content if they have any idea or if they have any ability to help teams out with that now um on the flip side you know someone who again grew up going to dc united games um yes i'm a little bit biased because i was a color commentator for six seven years hold on hold on one second david yeah yeah, yeah. The, the modesty over here the, the the not the not mentioning the fact that you played on the team you're like I watched some games well yeah well, I went I mean, to the first one 
true. There was but, some other. I also was a color commentator, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I mean, obviously the club is near and dear to my heart, but so were the supporters. <laughs> so is the um, experience of going to the game and what the supporters have brought to DC United as a brand. And my concern with moving to Apple TV is it's going to kind of push some people out a little bit. I have friends who all the time would text me and say, I just was flipping through on Saturday night and I caught the last 30 minutes. Can you believe this play? Like, et cetera. That happened over the past two years, specifically when we're on NBC sports that happened. I mean, probably three out of four weekends, there were games and those same friends were the ones who would go to a DC United game, drop $200 plus another $75 on merch once or twice a year. Like, you know, not season ticket holders, anything like that. And, but they have kids and the kids would be getting involved. And the first time they heard Apple was like, oh, I'm, that's a bummer. Like, I'm, I don't have Apple TV and they're not going to pay for the, the package. And so I just feel like as much as a brand is going to grow internationally, which is always probably going to be good for the bottom line. I just have a fear and I hope I'm wrong. I just have a fear that locally support of clubs is going to kind of diminish. And I think fans of this team have seen this story before in some ways we were uh, wondering if you have any, you know, stories about times where we might've been on a esoteric online streamer for a couple yeah. of seasons. <laughs> yeah, was, well, we were trying to move the needle on that and be the first ones to go to a streaming platform and, have all that content. And I think the idea was a little bit oversold, um, maybe from flow to DC United. Anyway, you guys know the story. Everyone listening knows the story, but, uh, there were some troubles, obviously with the broadcast, there were some troubles, um, with getting the broadcast out. I remember one game too, Dave and I had just, we, you know, I don't remember what game it was, but we'd walked off and, um, you know, we, we go down to the truck after to kind of like recap the game, how everything went. And the director was like, yeah, it was good. I think, we didn't go out to anyone. So it was, <laughs> it's like, uh, I feel like people paying for this need to be able to see the product that they're paying for. And obviously, uh, you know, in the end, the club made the right decision there. And there was just a lot more um, issues that uh, were not foreseen that couldn't be controlled. And um, they, they course corrected. And what I really loved about their course correction was the ability to put uh, streaming games just on DCNight.com. So and yes. not everyone had... NBC Sports. Not everyone had ESPN Plus, but if you had a phone, if you didn't want to subscribe to those platforms, if you know everyone's gotten the cable now, that was just another option for you, and that just got DC United out to really anyone who um, wanted to be able to sit down and watch a game. So it's things like that. I, you know, the paywall. It is what it is. I know everyone um, is paying for all of Netflix, Apple whatever, you name it, Hulu, Disney, I know they're all combining now, but um, I just feel like the additional paywall is probably going to, I just fear that locally, and not just DC United, but I just fear locally, all of the support is going to slowly kind of diminish because it's going to be, it's not going to be out there. You're going to have to know exactly when to turn it on, sit down for it. And that's not, I know a lot of people, especially DC United supporters do that, but not everywhere around um, the US and trying to grow the support of the game that's not necessarily a way to do it but super, super I, fans will remember that that's my opinion I, there's people <laughs> far smarter than me who know what they're doing so i hope i'm wrong on the local aspect um but that's just my two cents I, I will say i will say to to coincide to add on to what you said i think the league still league and apple in general still have not done a very good job of kind of explaining and and maybe they, they've done the best they can. And this is just a hurdle that once we get into the season, things will get better. But I, you still see people that are just like, well, I don't have an Apple TV. Well, you don't need one. You can you have Roku. You can, you know, stream yeah. it. There are there are other services out there. Like I, I know a lot of people that have Roku, which is a lower cost thing than an Apple TV. But there's an app right there. So, I mean, I, I will say. I sort of agree with you that it, I think they need to they, they still need to figure out a way to explain it a little bit better. Um, you know, and I've been somebody who thinks like, I think the real benefit of this is going to come from, you know, the, what, what type of content is going to be expanded yeah. on this. And I think that's, that's the, that's the nugget that's keeping me thinking this is still a good idea. And, you know, I, I contend, you know, we've, this is nothing against you, Devin, but we've done the local thing and the national deal for years. And it felt like things were just kind of flatlining and not really growing as much. So yeah. I do think the league had to do something different. So yeah, I would, no, I would, 
Yeah, I would agree. And I think the content aspect, I mean, if, if they let Apple into 1% of those content meetings, <laughs> they're going to, like, I feel like the it's just going to be overwhelming um, in G- terms of a different experience. So give, give me give me a documentary where Joseph Martinez okay. is flipping the table with the chicken and rice. Come on. Yeah, that is like this that is, is like gold mine <laughs> material <laughs> that we need. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think you're in a position now to say I remember this. This is a speaking of I want to uh, I'm talking about flow sports a lot. This is the most we talked about flow sports since we had a uh, person who worked at flow sports on our show uh, for us to uh, tar and feather him, I think, is what we decided to do. Yeah, yeah I'm not really sure. But uh do you remember the? Do you remember when they announced it that they said they were going to have a Ben Olsen coaches show? Do you remember that that was a thing that was promised? Uh, with flow, I don't recall them guaranteeing that. No, um, I've heard that you know for a long time. But right, yeah, I, I well, I think this this was during the Olsen reign, and we were convinced it was like there's you couldn't get him to do that if you double if you like <laughs> double this paycheck in a in a week. He'd be like, no, I'm not, I'm not. And then of course now he's like. He went to be a commentator on ESPN for US games. So yeah. clearly times have changed. Uh, but yeah, I would just just going back to that, that was. And uh, for, for those who remember the Flow Sports era, it will be funny if uh, team employers are now running from bar to bar with Apple TVs to make sure that the game gets put on. Well- they gave out they gave out all those Roku's and you can access it. The Apple TV on Roku. So to your point. <laughs> so uh, do you think we were talking about sort of Apple and the content side of it? And that obviously is the the value unlock. It's how you're going to get new listeners. You're going to lose our viewers. You're going to lose people who don't realize that it changed. You're going to lose people who don't want to pay. But the hope is you're going to gain four for every one. Yeah. But the big challenge is uh, the you have to the teams are now being asked to create uh, ten times the amount of content they did. And I, I, to DC United's credit, they're staffing up. They're trying to do that. They're doing a better job, from my perspective, creating content around training, uh, just better better stuff. They've got to do more player interviews. They've got to go behind the scenes more on these new players. Do you think the teams are going to, not just DC United, but in general, in your experience dealing with the broadcast teams of other, of other groups, MLS in general, do you think that other clubs are going to be able to fulfill the content needs of Apple to be able to actually take advantage of this uh, you know, new funnel they're getting? I, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, I think every team has a story to tell, whether it's St. Louis just starting off and the history behind soccer in St. Louis to Seattle being the kings of CONCACAF to D.C. United, who's, you know, the long tradition. So um, and then we won't talk about the L.A. Galaxy, who also have a long tradition. But anyway, <laughs> they it's just it, the stories are there. And that's what, it, you know, not to talk about like Wrexham, because that's a whole different conversation that I know took over Twitter this past weekend. But um, that's a great story. And D.C. United is a great story i mean st louis is a great story and they haven't even played a game yet in my opinion right like i mean soccer started essentially (laughs) despite what people in new jersey will argue the history of soccer started in st louis right and so um and then you tie that in with the you know mls the the mls franchise coming there and then you tell the story of those players and i'm not a content creator you guys know i i don't do Twitter very often. So I, I'm not going to give sage advice on how to generate content, but I think with the guidance of a little bit of, even just a little bit of guidance from Apple, um, an influx maybe of funds from MLS to the, the clubs to kind of really focus on content. I think it'd be, um, super intriguing as a fan to just go in there and be able to see some stuff on a weekly basis that we hadn't necessarily before seen. Coaches show Ver- take take Coaches seven. Show. This is this is the time we're going to do it. Yeah. So what, Joseph there Martinez have been, flipping over tables of yeah, uh, that's chicken right. and that's, rice. You know, like that's the stuff that people want to. The see. drive to survive element of MLS. Exactly. Right exactly. So let's get let's get to the on the field here. This team has undergone uh, a bit of a facelift. If a fa- it's a face, it's an older person facelift. So they've gotten older oh. in the offseason by making changes. Usually the opposite way the way you go with the facelift. Uh, but number of players getting brought in. Wayne Rooney looks to now actually make it to the first game of the season. Now that uh, there has been a, a manager hired in Everton, which is great yeah. news. Yeah, yeah. I think well, people are probably holding their breath there, but we got through it. I, w- I certainly was. I was yeah. just wondering well, when when Carl Robinson got hired. We're like, well, clearly Plan B is now uh, uh-huh. residing right next to him, and yep. I think that was the case. But uh, talk to me about that sort of how you feel about where this team is now. Obviously, Wooden Spoon last year tried a bit of a makeover, got a full a full off season and a full preseason with Wayne. How are you feeling about sort of where this team sits going into 2023? Yeah, it it's a good question. I I I'm for, I 
I don't know how to answer it. I mean, the only thing we've really seen is from, um, you know, just little clips of little highlights of their first preseason game against LA. So in terms of being able to see these players coming together, hasn't really seen it yet. Um, it's going to be, I, the moves, it's a win now situation. Yep. And I kind of hate saying that cliche win now, but it is a win now. And a lot of that has to do with Wayne Rooney having probably only been here for another year. We never really know what's going to happen, but his contract <laughs> is through 2023. And um, we know the history there. And so it, it's, they're trying to do everything they can to um, get results quickly this year and, and get themselves into the playoff. I mean, when you're wooden spoon, you've allowed the most goals in 2022. You scored the fewest goals. I mean, they, they were not great. They were not great. And when that happens, a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. Um, coaching move was made, you know, mid season. So which one, Devin, I forget. Yeah, there's, the there's third, a well, two of them. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, too early season. And then, yeah. What was it? The fourth game, Hernan? Got like I think a, it was something like that. Fourth yeah. Or fifth. Yeah. And then, so, you know, the goal of bringing Wayne Rooney in last year was to kind of start creating some sort of culture, um, some sort of identity that, and how he wants to play. And I think at times we saw that the culture, I think wasn't necessarily there. I think people kind of knowing they probably weren't going to be returning, didn't buy into everything Rooney was saying. So what did Rainey, Wayne Rooney do? He went out and got guys that he knows he's familiar with. He's wanted Casper's um, allowed that they've done a good job of just kind of giving Rooney the reins to say, who do you want? Let's do whatever we can to get him. I know there's probably more to it than that. I mean, Casper's wheeling and dealing all the time, but um, their win now moves. And I like, you know, I like Santos from Columbus. Um, uh, what is he, 32? So a little bit older, but I mean, he knows how to win. He's been in a winning culture. Um, left back, he can play inverted winger. Um, he can play on the left wing. Um, you know, Derek Williams comes in, and he's going to bring some leadership. I know it's a little bit of hit and miss during his two years with the Galaxy, but I think someone who just is a vocal presence back there, a physical presence who can pass the ball specifically with his left foot. That's how Wayne Rooney wants to play, keeping the ball on the ground. Um, Durkin really, over the last four, five, maybe even eight games of 2022, he showed that he wants to be in the 11, and it seems that he's bought into Rooney's system as well in terms of wanting to keep possession of the ball, the big switch which Wayne Rooney loves. He's got that in his bag. it's 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 a mix. I mean, I don't know. This I, I think it's a team that could comfortably get into the playoffs, and if everyone's healthy and everyone's taxi's hot, Benteke's hot, I think they could do some damage. I think uh, a couple injuries and the congestion of games, I think as well, could probably be detrimental to a team that, um, while they kind of skew towards the older side, have some youth, but it's inexperienced youth. <laughs> right. Um, and so it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I am not in the business of predicting. Um, I think, I think it could, I don't think they're going to win the wooden spoon again. I think, uh, Rooney kind of guaranteed that. Did he not? And something he did. Yeah. And if they don't, he'll leave. And if if they do win the wooden spoon again, then he'll leave. Yeah, for sure. And he'll still get paid. But, um, (laughs) I don't think they'll do that. I think they will be much improved. Um, but I, I just don't know. I mean, can taxi repeat what he did? I mean, he was on fire. Um, obviously, didn't end the season on a bright note. Uh, can he just get back to playing the game? Does he have the confidence of the players around him? And um, I don't know. I don't. I'd love to ask you guys too. I mean, you've probably seen as much footage of preseason as I have. So, is there anything that uh... Zapruder film? We've been breaking down every frame. <laughs> yeah, Pedro would... Pedro Santos actually will be thirty-five in April. I think thirty-five. You gave, you gave him, I was. You gave I did, him some. Yeah. He's he's closer to our age, I think. He looks thirty two, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's yeah. got that Portuguese Brazilian uh, situation where he just looks younger than he is. Yeah, it, yeah. It, uh, so I wanted to you, you brought up you brought up Dave Casper, so that that leads me into into my next question. If you took a poll of the of the the people who who know, let, let's just put DC fans who know who Dave Casper is, because I'm sure there are a lot more casual fans. Uh, most would say uh, it, it's time for Dave Casper to go. I'm just going to ask you straight up, where do you fall on this? Because, I mean, he's been around for a while. He was always known as a guy who could make like moves like Pedro Santos are where he kind of lives in his wheelhouse. The yeah. the trade for Ruan, you know, not really giving up a whole lot, I thought was actually a really good trade. But it almost feels like maybe it's time to get someone else who has maybe a different idea on and the team. You're asking this, and I is it possible that Dave drafted you? 
<laughs> in the college yeah, trapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> just, just throwing that in there to the answers. So, so in there. let's not give him a whole lot of credit, right? I mean, he, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, he's been around a long time, man. He knows MLS. He knows MLS. Um, I think the hard part is um, knowing the international market now, too, the way that MLS is gone. And DC United, they don't they don't spend the most, but they don't spend the least. I mean, they, they've been able to open up their wallet. And so, They're top 10 last year. So. Yeah. So, I mean... They they're willing to spend. They've just got to knock it out of the park. They knocked it out of the park with Rooney. Um, ben Teke, I think it's still to me is exciting. Uh, I haven't written him off. I know it wasn't the most stellar of a eight games, ten games. When did he? I know it took like six weeks to get his visa. So, um, but he did get on the score sheet. And now a full season or a full preseason training with the squad. Hopefully, he can kind of hit the ground running. And he he wasn't really able to play with Taxi either at the end of the year. So. Um, I, I don't know, you know, getting back to Casper, I think he knows MLS well. I think it would behoove DC United to get a Lucy Rushton higher in there. Um, I don't know the situation with Lucy. I know, obviously, they have relieved her of her duties. She's moved on. But someone who knows um, the analytics side, someone who knows who's kind of got their ear to the international market as well, um, would just be able to help him out and help obviously DC United out. You, you mentioned sort of the, the win now mentality. And that's, I think, you know, fan fans that are paying a lot of close attention will notice that the other ones won't. Uh, but people like us that have been paying attention to this club or who have played for this team, if we're going to make the, the, the us a bit broader, uh, I, I think it, it's a bit of a struggle to think where they are in 2024. Like, is it, a, is it, the idea is that Wayne sets a culture here. Okay. But then he leaves, he brings his assistant coaches with him other than maybe Carl Robinson. A lot of these players are going to leave. Like the rabble Morrisons are basically going to be on the plane with him back over there. Yeah. As a fan, as a longtime fan, you're like, all right, well, is this, is this resetting a culture? Or are we going to have another, uh, a re reset in 2024 where we've got these young players who've gotten more experience, but then we're going to bring in a new coach with a new mentality right. and a new philosophy and hopefully a new GM that's going to be recruiting in a different way. So it feels weird to be a DC United fan and not be like, this is, this is, this is the whole movie. 2023 is the whole thing. He's not going to stay as, I don't believe he'll probably stay as option year. So like, this is, it's just, a, I, it's just, a, I, I, there's not really a question here. It's just no, a really weird I, situation. I mean, I, you know, you look at it too. Like I remember the Hernan Lasada hire. I mean, I was, I was pretty excited about it. I'll be honest. I was also excited about Jurgen Klinsmann, so take that for what it's worth. When he came and <laughs> Ted, Ted now discounting yeah. everything you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have lost any and all credibility. But um, what I was excited about was that they laid out a plan. They liked Hernan Lasada's the system. They liked the way this is the style that we want to play, attacking soccer, just like kind of quote-unquote Red Bull type soccer, right? And you're high-pressing all the time. There's going to be lots of goals, maybe leak some, but score some as well. And then... I mean, I feel like I, we have conversations about that's what's going to be coached in the academy as well. So we're like, okay, cool. You're coming in to – we got this new, young, exciting coach. He's wants to be here. There's a three-year contract involved with it. We're going to teach his system, which is super exciting and fun to watch, in the academy. And then a season and four games later, he gets let go. And then the coach that they bring in – Wayne Rooney, while understanding why Wayne Rooney was brought in, it's difficult to say no to that. Completely different style, and he's only signed through 2023. Again, we that could potentially change, but I think, John, what you're trying to get is like, where is it's kind of like a stop and start and stop and start and stop and start. Like, you look at um, Philly. I mean, you look at Philly. Yeah, thank you. I was actually going to go Dallas because they just create so many homegrowns and they've got a system of playing, but, but Philly, yeah, I mean, you've got the homegrowns, you've got they land on their internationals. They don't spend anything. Um, nope. They've got a great coach, but even if and when the coach leaves, I mean, Curtin's going to have multiple chances to leave in the coming couple of years, given how good he is, then the same system is going to be played. Even New York Red Bulls. I mean, whatever coach is coaching the New York Red Bulls is playing the same style and like it or leave it. It is their style. It's what they've committed to. And they've been successful, pretty successful. They've 11 years now of making the playoffs. I haven't, I need to, it's, I'm in the off season mode right now. So sure. I a few extra pounds, but they've made the playoffs for what 11 or 12 years in a row. So the longest streak in MLS. So, um, yeah, that's, that's just, I think 
there's uh, some trepidation, some concern about that, which is why it's a win now mentality, because we don't really know what's going on in 2024. And the identity maybe that Wayne Rooney will leave behind will then be used if he's not around in 2024. But um, there hasn't been, you know, any comment on that. So that's kind of the concern, the stop start transition of how are we going to look in five years? Because we don't really know. And the Red Bull, Red Bulls is a good example too. Because ask a casual fan who the Red Bulls coach is right now. Anyway, yeah, I know. Name, name for me three Red Bulls players of the if you were an average uh, MLS fan, and people will struggle. So clearly, they're able to succeed without having a uh, you know a Wayne Rooney come in place. And I, yeah, we're we we were, we were in the same boat as you. We were excited about the system. We were excited about the narrative, the philosophy, the story, uh, because you know Ben Ben was holding this thing together. This the the money wasn't being spent, and it was about how do I how do I turn these players into a, an ML side that can make the playoffs? Right, and we are going to be we're, we're we're you know we're we're riding the lightning every single week or every single yeah. year to try to do it. And now they're spending, so the expectations are different. I don't know. It's well, I think twenty twenty three is a fun ride. If you're a fan, you know, enjoy the ride. Don't think too much about twenty twenty four. And uh, you yeah, know, yeah, that's that's probably the best way to do it. Devin, I want to let you go and not jeopardize your whole night here, but uh, you say you're not on Twitter very much. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm just not active on it, you know. I said I'm not a content creator. Uh, I'm no Dave Johnson, you know, like that guy. He just knows how to (laughs) create his content. (laughs) Dave just just retweets everybody that tweets at him. That's his strategy. Have you seen him go through his phone and each? Like, I feel like you mentioned him or you mentioned him. Literally during broadcast, Ted. During broadcast. (laughs) I'm not exaggerating. And the ball, go, and I the feel ball like goes I've gotten out a for a DCA corner, and he'll just like pull it up. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, and taxi goes over to take it. And, yeah, and it's just like he's the he's a he's a fantastic multitasker. Meanwhile, I'm like, you know, I, you guys can't see me, but I'm trying to focus on solely like who's kicking, where's the movement off the ball, and Dave's just like, doo, 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 doo. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he does it. I feel like I feel like one time I did get a, like a, a thanks for the support like tweet when I mentioned him and I'm like, aren't you like broadcasting the game right yeah, now yeah, or yeah. something like that? So he's got I two know. phones in each. He's got a phone in each hand. He's not even looking. Retweet everything. Oh yeah, I know. I know. And that, that's another thing. Sorry, before I know, I know I'm getting kicked off. So um, <laughs> you're fine. You're, I, you're uh, fine. Yeah. We're, uh, we're, that's the thing. Air, like, airtime is free for the podcast. We can we can <laughs> technically go forever, so it's fine. I'm already in my bed. I'm just sitting here, so I'm just going to close <laughs> it and go up shop. So, um, but yeah, I, I bring up Dave Johnson because I, I don't know if you guys saw, but the announce the list of announcers has come out for Apple, and they've obviously have tremendous talented people doing it. But I was just sad to see that Dave was not part of that list, given all that he's done for for MLS and american soccer really not just dc united but everything and so i'm, I'm going to start a campaign that dave johnson does the all-star game because it's going to be at audi field so why tell, not That's tell a me great what idea. you got tell me what you guys need me to do i say we start a campaign get dave johnson to do the all-star game and that'll be his thank you for all he's done for mls i don't know if you've noticed this Devin, but content creation is sort of all that we do for this, yeah, for this relatively there on page job that we have. So you, you, you've come across the right guys. Devin, I hope you can join us throughout the season so we can figure out what this team is doing and sort of, you know, tell tell our narrative for 2023 and then we'll think yeah. of a new one for 2024. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And maybe everything will be solved in 2023 so we won't even have to worry about 24. It'll write itself. There you go. So, you know? Win a trophy and then we're like, we'll do whatever you want in 2024. It's fine, man. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just chill for a year. It's cool, guys. Yeah. We we got to go We gotta go defend our inner American Cup, which apparently is coming back in 2024. So. Oh, and our League's <laughs> Cup that we're going to win, for sure. Oh, Super Liga 2.0? That's right. I exactly. talk about Super Liga all the time, Devin. Yeah. All of the time. As I think someone, I get, I get, yeah. a, I get a, a royalty check from uh, some marketing whenever I talk about Super League, I think. I know I'm ruining the rundown, Ted, but what What's the take on Super League? Or well, I, gosh, League's Cup. He loves it. We both kind of love it. Good. Yeah, we. I mean, I think it's it's a fun tournament. Um, obviously, I think the competition narrative of it, of it being in the U.S., is is not great. I'm willing to overlook that because I, I like one thing. I, I guess that attracts me to soccer is kind of cool things like this because it's played all over the world. Yeah. Um. So I mean, you would never see you know the Washington Commanders go play you know, a German team or something like that. Like you would just, you would never see that. Or even a team down in Mexico, there is, I mean, there's professional football is very popular down in Mexico too. Um, you would never see that type of thing. So I like that aspect of it. Um, I think there's some missed opportunities from a league MX perspective and 
trying to educate people about the league and sort of the availability of League MX matches. It, it's a mess on TV. So that aspect, I think, is maybe a little bit of a missed opportunity. But I'm excited for the tournament overall. I'm yeah. really excited to watch it. If, if I'm not watching DC United play Pachuca in front of with 17 other people at RFK Stadium, <laughs> I don't want it. That's that's the Super League I know and love. What is? (laughs) Well, I wanted to be grouped. I really wanted to be grouped. I was kind of crossing my fingers we would get grouped with Club America because my wife um, is originally from Mexico City, big Club America fan. Oh, nice. (laughs) And 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 the and uh, her father as well, big Club America fan. So that that would have been a fun little. DC United podcaster wants to see DC United get beat eight nothing by Club America. (laughs) Hey man, you never know, dude. Yeah, you, did, you do. You do you never, never know. know. Never We're going to take a little break and get back to the rundown. I think producer Sorry, Brian. Play. No, 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 you're good. You're good. Hopefully producer Brian heard me say that, but we'll be back in like 10 seconds. <laughs> Hold on, everybody. And we're back in for your regularly scheduled programming. It was great to have Devin McTavish on, on the, uh, on the call. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, that was, that was really, uh, that was a, uh, I thought he had a lot of good thoughts about the team. Uh, the media stuff I thought was interesting. Um, he gave us some some stories about Flow too, um, and hopefully, we, hopefully, we do not experience the same things with Apple that we experience with Flow. I and I didn't get to tell him this, and I'll tell him this next time. Is that I I always the thing about his color commentary that I appreciated is that you could tell when he was disgusted with something, like he <laughs> like he was not he is not a homer in the conventional sense and saying everything is great. Like and and it would be hard to look at this team oftentimes with a but he. You could tell there was a pain in his voice when they did something really mm-hmm. stupid. And I, you know, as a fan, I enjoy I enjoy hearing that pain. I think that's good. <laughs> yes. Let's uh, let's get to the rest of what's going on here in yeah. uh, MLS and DC United land. Again, we, we talk about the fact that we don't have DC United games. By the way, uh, DC United, uh, the Richmond kickers, DC United have not dropped anything about this. But it's a DC, but D, but the Richmond kickers have dropped. They will be playing DC United. They're and playing Loudon too, right? Yeah, they're playing Loudon as well. Um, they're playing the new, uh, was it the the new uh, Charlotte uh, FC MLS Next Pro team? Um, so all those things, but they are playing them, and all the matches are close to the public because they hate me. They just they they won't admit it, but they hate me. But both the kickers and and DC like, oh, here's a match, here's a match for that stupid podcaster that we're just gonna put behind closed doors. Very clear. I, I see. I see the dislike. Ted's gonna go hide in the trees at Segra, <laughs> and and he's gonna put it on Facebook Live. I, I don't know if it'll be Periscope. at Segra. I, I think it might actually be at Audi Field. I think they. I don't know. Like playing like preseason games on turf. I think they. They. I think they've done this before with Audi Field. I think like the soft opening for Audi Field was actually DC United versus the Kickers. Like it was close. Connor Shinovsky played in that game, I believe. Yep, he did. Look at that. He did. Look at that. He did. But let's. Let's talk a little preseason. We have no analysis, no video, no secret, no nothing. Um, we only we do have, know who scored. That's we, that's all we know. <laughs> we have some videos of we have videos of the second goal from Pedro Santos, uh, but they played the LA Galaxy uh, last week. I think it was this was kind of like both teams are in LA and they were just like, all right, let's play a game. Uh, it was three 30 minute periods, I believe. Mm-hmm. So a total of 90 minutes, uh, three, two loss to D.C., um, it seemed to me like it was two two based on what I'm reading, and then they kind of subbed out some guys, some of the, your your mainline guys, maybe for that last thirty minute period. Uh, so they had a lot of reserves. Again, it's preseason. Don't read too much into it, unless you're Atlanta and you're playing Chattanooga and you tie three three. Read everything into that. Freak <laughs> out. <laughs> somebody somebody lost seven nothing in, uh, in in an MLS friendly yesterday, and I don't know, I don't remember who it was, but it was somebody. I, but people who should take this very seriously, Ted Cudipietro and Pedro Santos should take this very seriously. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Ted Cudipietro is going to score 20 this year. Uh, Christian Benteke, so we did see video of that goal too. Christian Benteke with the header uh, to the far post and uh, TKD tips it in. And Pedro Santos' goal is a little bit nicer. But yes. Yeah. Um, so nice goal from him. Um, ni- nice goal from Pedro Santos. Cleanup goal. Uh, no Ravel Morrison. Which, he's in training though. He's he's now re- he's re- been restored to training at, at he, any point. So. He's been restored to training, so he will, for better or worse, probably be on the field today. Although someone did bring up, uh, and funny enough, I think Richard Rolson. We didn't get a chance to ask, to ask this to Devin. If you sent Twitter questions and you were you were supposed to ask him, Devin Brendan, I'm sorry you you've tagged you've tagged Mr. Devin McTavish. I'm sure he will find a way to sign your jersey. Also, um, folks, <laughs> I believe Devin will be back multiple times during this oh, season. Yeah. So don't oh, yeah. so don't don't worry about that. We'll we'll figure that out. But uh, Richard Wilson asked, if you're a GM in DC United, would you sign recent USMNT player Alan uh, Sonora? And uh, funny enough, I I've been trialing out Football Manager. I'm trying to see how I can do some streaming here on the Twitch stream. Stay tuned for that. I'm still working. I'm trying to update the MLS database 
to be current um, and actually have the teams in there. But uh, I was kind of playing around with it. I had a save with the old team and managed to swing a deal for Alan S- Sonora, who's a-, a better version of Ravel Morrison, according to Football Manager. So uh, if-, if we flopped him in and, and took out uh, Ravel, I'd be all for it. So little little sidebar there, but uh, we'll see what happens. I-, 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 I think there's still a chance. If he's not in training, he's not. If you're not in that first preseason game, maybe there was an injury. We'll see how he looks for the next. But if we start hearing multiple games where he's not there, I think you have to you have to think that there is they have that there he is searching for a new club. There is some move on the horizon, and DC's just going to cut his contract and move on. I I think he plays opening day though. I think I think there's probably a pretty good chance of that. So. I would agree. <laughs> I yeah. think that is likely. Yeah. All right. So this is going to be a little bit U.S. Uh, men's national team heavy show. Uh, obviously, the January friendlies were today. Uh, were sorry, the January friendlies were last week um, for the U.S. men's team. The women's team played the week before that. Uh, they had games against Serbia and Colombia, um, all in L.A. One played. I think one was played at the LAFC stadium, and then one was played at like Dignity Health Sports Park, which is the LA Galaxy stadium. Uh, 2-1 loss to Serbia, 0-0 draw for Colombia. Obviously, there was no active DC players there, but there were two former players, Julian Gressel. And plenty of DC United fans or players in the in, in attendance. Russell Canals was there and a, a couple other. I think uh, uh, Claudia Pagan was there. There were a bunch of people because obviously, what else are you going to do? So go go yeah. watch some go watch some U.S. soccer. Canals trying to convince uh, trying to convince maybe Paul Riola to come back. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Even it would be we great. Filled, we filled we filled we filled our DP spots. I don't think that's that's going to happen. Um, a couple of notable players. I I watched. I will say I watched the the loss to Serbia. Um, I took one look at the lineup for the for the Columbia game and decided that my time was better well spent uh, enjoying my birthday and not watching a zero zero draw to Colombia. Good decision. Uh, good decision. Yes. Uh, but K Cow, I thought K Cow um, from the game. K Cow looked really good. Like I thought he actually. I left being most impressed with him. Unlucky, did not score, but he looked good. I don't know about that hair situation. He's gone. He's gone full uh, uh, Graham Graham Zuzi era like caveman situation. Uh, hit the post twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I blame his. I blame his. I blame. I blame the hair. Yep. But he looked active. Um, one player I was interested in to watch, and and you know, as as I talked about earlier with Devin, um, my wife's a big Club America fan, and I found I think I found a player I'm going to kind of keep tabs on, and that's uh, Zendejas uh, over at Club America. So um, he looked. I thought he looked kind of did not look as good. I'd say for about the first 75 minutes, and then I think they made some sort of tactical shift, kind of put him. Um, I don't think he and Gressel were necessarily getting along very well, or Gressel was pushing a little bit too forward for him. Um, he seemed to be a bit more active in, in the second 15 minutes, but I, I'd like to see. I'm definitely more interested in seeing more of him. Um, and then obviously Vasquez and Gressel, of course, with the assist, they float a ball over the top. Uh, that would be really, really nice uh, for a certain Mr. Christian Benteke, but uh, we cannot go back in time and <laughs> maybe prevent this. We had to sign Ravel Morrison. We just had to do it. Um, we had that money. We had to have that money. Based on some of the some of the clips I've seen, I think Hoppy Matthew Hoppy maybe leaves with the most stock down. Uh, I think he had one opportunity where he had an easy layoff to Paul Ariola and chose to take it on his own. Um, but well, that, I forgot he I had forgotten he existed, so I'm sure that's why he took that <laughs> shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Talk about like there's so many players that are like he was one player I was kind of hopeful for. I remember I remember bursted onto the scene, got the hat trick for Schalke, and then is kind of uh kind of wilted a little bit. But it, like anything, players players can make comebacks. And I think he's a guy he's a guy if he wants to really think about it, like if he if he wants to go to MLS. Yeah, come back to MLS, make a move. Um I wouldn't mind having him at DC. I think he'd be he'd be an interesting talent um to have at DC. Um I guess uh, questions have been brought up about the January camp, John. I want to get your thoughts about this. There's been a lot of talk. I feel like what's so funny about the January camp is all the American soccer media. Oh, it's January camp. It's, you know, it's maybe we get some looks at some guys, but don't take it seriously. Don't take it seriously. And then it's like after the games, you know, the, the, it did not go well. And I think there's some added, there was some added juice with the departures we'll talk about next. But I feel like again, everybody. T- it's 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 honestly it's akin to what happened in the 2020 election. I was like, oh, the election results are going to take time. 
this is going to be a while. Just relax. Don't worry. And then it's like game time. It's like, oh, my God, what is going on here? We look terrible. Like, this is awful. Like, I think Hercules Gomez saying it's really too easy to get a call up to national team. And I'm like, come on, guys. It's January camp. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Like, it's it's what are we doing? Like, Chris Pontius relax. was in January camp. Steve yeah. Birnbaum was in January camp. Julian Gressel Nyman. At age, Julie Gressel at age 29 is in January camp. Moses like, Nyman was in January camp. Yeah, I like, mean, this calm down. Yeah, everybody chill out. It's that, it's yeah. That's the general I mean that is the general prescription for US soccer fandom anyway, by the way. Like that is like Valium <laughs> is prescribed to everyone and, and is needed, well, particularly about the January game. I, well, what I've noticed earlier is I do feel like I mean it does. I, I feel like Eric Winald in particular since he's come on to Sirius XM, like he went away for a long time. Like he was very quiet. Became very quiet on social media. Now he's back on um on uh on Sirius XM, he's got his show, and I feel like he's like returning to like his true form and just wants Troll to rile City. up rile up as much controversy as he possibly can. So uh, he had another comment. I knew he was going to come out with something like like degrading the quality and and how off. I think he did one from his car once where he was like, "This is the terrible like USSF," and I'm like, "Oh my god, dude, just get over yourself." Anyway, ran over on the January camp. Uh, big bigger news probably than the January camp. Uh, is the fact that U.S. soccer is losing both Brian McBride and Ernie Stewart. Ernie Stewart, obviously, the sporting director. I believe like Brian McBride was kind of under him as the technical director. There's been some discussions about how Brian McBride really didn't have all that much to do. Um, in fact, when U.S. soccer was looking to the pre- replace the, the position, there is talk that Brian McBride's position will not be filled. Uh, Cindy Parlo Cones uh, said the search for the new sporting director will be handled by sports Sportsology. Uh, the new head med men's head coach will be hired after the sporting director targeting the late summer. Now the, here's where the, here's where the interesting part gets in there um, is the fact that the U S soccer has some games of consequence coming up. They have the gold cup from June 16th to July uh, to July 16th. They also have the CONCACAF nations league, the final two group games they have to play against El Salvador and Grenada, which by the way, like I, I had to look this up. I, I had completely forgotten about the fact that the nations league, did not wrap up. There was a whole, I mean, the fact that the summer, the winter world cup kind of threw that all into proportion. We still have not completed the group stage of the 2022, 23 nations. league. <laughs> so that is coming up March 24th and March 27th. The U S basically need to get four points out of those, uh, out of those games to advance uh, to the, to the next round of that. Uh, we'll get into a little bit more about what, the nation's league for the next cycle, um, what impact that might have on a certain, uh, on a certain tournament coming in 2024. So there are games of consequence. And I, I sort of am this, this does make me nervous because they have Anthony Hudson, not the most well-known coach and certainly controversial coach. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about the fact that he's going to be in charge of the nation's league and the gold cup, um, which are tournaments that, you know, you expect the U S to go in to win. Have we confirmed that he will be the coach or have they just not, they've just said that they're they, going to. They're saying late summer is when the coach is going to be hired right. and Anthony Hudson will be the interim okay. coach through that is what I was going to say. Maybe they're going to do some sort of like online contest where a Twitter follower can, can coach <laughs> nation league, nations league games. Oh or something. man. Oh man. That would be great. I think that that's what they should do. USSF. If you're looking to like, you know, take this HBO max like partnership to the next level. Is that's how we you you get to coach a game. You get to make the lineup and coach the game for mm-hmm. the next friendly. I mean, it's uh I, I think them saying that they're gonna hire a sporting director first before the coach, I think Gre- I think Greg's out. They, they they they're using a legalese thing of saying, uh, what was the exact phrase? It's like uh he is still a candidate or something he's like still, that. He's still a candidate, but you have to think that if Ernie Stewart's gone, I mean, you have to think whatever sporting director they bring in is probably going to be like, I want to bring in my own guy. Or Imagine wanna... if they said they want Greg. That would be hilarious to me if a sporting director comes oh. in like, you know what? I want Greg or I want Jurgen. <laughs> I want to go back in time. Yeah. That would yeah. be very weird. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, wait. It's a, a wait and see on that. I'm not sure how I feel about this. Um, I guess we'll see what happens. Wouldn't it be crazy if like if they go in and win the Gold Cup? And mm-hmm. they blow out their next two opponents in the CONCACAF Nations League. Like what, like how would then, would they just imagine if they just kept Anthony Hudson? They won't. Like, well, <laughs> he'll, just, he'll, he'll, he'll have a winner's medal and then be unemployed. That's how this is going to go yeah. for him. Yeah. And probably coach DC United knowing how things go. Maybe so. <laughs> uh, let's talk about opening. 
Uh, news, news. Uh, let's move on, I guess, to news uh, dealing with both club soccer um, and uh, and uh, you were all over this. this. Oh, you yeah. All this, over this. This is what's well, cool. It's 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 when I talk when I talk to Devin about this is stuff that's cool. I like stuff like this because it's cool and fun and I like games of consequence and I like it. I, and this is something that I have I have felt should have happened a long time. This is this is basically CONCACAF and Comitable. When you talk about the confederations and and who's who's the who are the top like confederations that can sort of move the needle uefa is obviously one of them Comitable is probably second but it's it's honestly a very distant second national team wise absolutely brazil argentina you've got the world cup champs there you've got the most winningest world cup team club wise it's certainly there but it's certainly like Definitely a little more muted. Like UEFA makes the most money um, as far as that goes. They have the Champions League. And I have said for years, I'm like, you got to figure out a way to get CONCACAF and Comitable to to come together. And I, I think CONCACAF found their uh, I think they found their uh, their avenue, which was let's 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 create a little bit of a trade off here. You know, we, we want your men's side. You know, we want your river plates, your bocas. We want to be sort of associated with that. You want your women's sides to be associated with the men's team, the Canadian team, uh, you know, to be associated with them. So let's let's do a trade. So the collaboration, we'll talk a little bit more about the uh, the women's part later in the show uh, for Kindred Spirits. Um, but the men's side is that they uh, they are going to have the 2024 Copa America. We played in the U.S. They're going to be, of course, the 10 teams from South America and then six CONCACAF guest teams. The U.S. will have to qualify. They are not getting an automatic entry. They will have to qualify uh, based on how the groups are set up. I think it's it's groups of three. Uh, so it's like three groups of of three or whatever for the uh, – uh, for the uh, – for the CONCACAF Nations League in 2023, 2024, that's how it's been set up. And it looks like like the top two teams from those groups will make it to the uh, to this combined Copa America. So um, we'll have to see. I think this is a fun tournament. Obviously, I think we all remember 2016. That was sort of that was a very fun summer. Um, and I think it's something we should see more of. I would love to see if it was moved, you know, to South America, if it was moved around a bit. Um, obviously, the bigger story is the fact that this is the second time the Copa Americas had to be had to be moved. Uh, it was supposed to be in Ecuador this year, but due to COVID and Ecuador, which is like, we just can't, we can't do this. So, um, John, what are your thoughts? I know you're not a big, big on international soccer, but I'm sure you hey, remember, this is fun. Remember I watched the world cup and now I'm like, <laughs> I'm Sam the Eagle or whatever it is. I think it's great. I am. I'm, I'm more excited about, uh, the club competition component than this. Oh, and yeah. then, you know, I, I like, you know, I like when we play teams. I feel like I've seen us play Central American teams a lot, obviously, because it's our, it's our, it, it, we share confederation. Uh, South American teams are more fun, particularly the ones that are mm-hmm. of the highest regard. But, you know, I, I think it's great. I think having more structure around this is good. But I think the club competition you're going to talk about is still my. Yeah, but the, well, I think for, for obviously for the U.S., before we get into it, I mean, it, it gives them another competition of consequence. They're not going to qualifying. It's a chance. I think you definitely are targeting this as your. We need to have the coach in place. We need to have the system in place because this is where we're going to, we're going to really, you know, take that next step um, and and really make a run in this tournament. Uh, and then, of course, the the club side of this on the men's side was a new Concacaf versus Combinable club competition featuring two teams from each confederation. Um, they will qualify through the normal Concacaf Combinable. My, if I had to make a guess, it'll probably be if it's, I guess, twenty twenty four. My guess Supporters is Supporters Cup and the MLS Cup, probably right from the US. No, no, no. But it's probably going to be Champions League uh, and oh. Copa Libertadores would be how I think this is going to happen. Um, I think it is going to be if they decide if they decide that they are going to count this year's version of the Copa, whatever Copa Libertadores is up next, and this year's version of Concacaf. Then my my estimation is it might be the champions of that of those tournaments, and then the champions of the next year's tournament will play in this. The other likely scenario for they're like, there's just, we got to fit this in certain point in the calendar. We're not going to have the, the teams ready. My thought is it might be the two finalists from each of those competitions will make this, this four team tournament. So we'll have to wait and see. They might, you know, they might get weird there. They might do like leagues cup champion and CONCACAF champions league champion, and then Copa Libertadores champion, and then Copa Sudamer- Sudamericana champion. They could obviously do that as well. That that's another, 
uh, option, which we've seen we've seen before out of UEFA. Um, I think with some of the stuff they've done. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, I'm I'm excited for this. I think you know obviously we talked about MLS if they call it the Copa Interamericana. DC United still defending champions from all the way in 1998. Um, so I, I hope it is called that. Like call it call it the Copa Interamericana. Give it the name, its proper recognition. Bring it back. Um, what's old is new again. Um, so I'm 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 looking forward to this one. I think this will be fun. Yeah, no, I, I think I agree. Let's let's do it. Let's have a <laughs> let's have like a grainy like 480p DC United footage from their last win. Yes, exactly. <laughs> was there even any footage of that win? I, I don't. Like I think that <laughs> I think that people just drew like there was a scribe that drew like a, a painted it's like a courtroom stenographer type situation. Well, the funny I think the funny thing about it was a two leg series. And first leg was at RFK, and then the second leg was in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So it's it's yeah, <laughs> fair a fair two leg if ever. Yeah, if so ever there was one. Hopefully, this one, man. Could you imagine? Like, like let's imagine like this whole Wayne Rooney thing works out and. Uh, not probably won't happen, but I mean, let's stream yeah. and then uh, DC United versus Boca, like Boca in in Argentina. That would be incredible. good lord, <laughs> good lord. That would be that would be incredible. Miles the revenge fun. of Leo Hara and Luciano Costa, <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, all right, folks. I think that's gonna do it for the show. So, obviously, we had Devin, uh, but a little bit short on the DC news wise. We're gonna get into some more games. Hopefully, maybe we'll get a stream. Maybe cross your fingers. Uh, maybe hey, I will. If not, we'll just have to talk about something else, DC United. So give us give us games or or take the take the US coverage on the podcast. Maybe we'll maybe we'll pull a Rolodex and I can go watch um watch DC play Richmond, and we can figure out a way to sneak ourselves in there. Um, that's gonna do it for this show, guys. Thank you guys so 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 much for watching. You guys are awesome, and also thank you all for listening. Twitch.tv slash RFDs. Remember, use that Jeff Bezos money. Subscribe to the show. Thank you uh, to our, we had a new Patreon subscriber during the show, which is pretty great. So that's awesome. Reminder, patreon.com slash RFK refugees. If you want to support the show, you yep. get the show Monday night on your, in your audio feed. Yeah. Otherwise you get it Tuesday and Thursday as the, as the week goes along. So, and, and you get it and you might get it even earlier because uh, sometimes the producer, uh, the, the recorder of the podcast accidentally sets an extra day on the, on the wait for the new podcast. So there you go. All the more reason to go. You, you can, you can, uh, you can cut the line by giving us money, <laughs> cut the line and cut the, cut my, fat fingers sometimes on the on the date on the date button it's like disney fast pass it's uh that's the situation cut the line exactly all right guys thank you so much we'll catch you guys uh next week next week vamos vamos